Welcome to the Walk On Diaries podcast, episode five. Five. Five, 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 echo. Echo, yeah. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Mr. Gollumer here. Welcome back. Vanilla Ice, we've got a very, 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 very special guest today. He's going to call us up in about 10 minutes. And should we tell him now or should we wait for him to introduce himself? We'll let him introduce himself. Yeah. Very, very big time guest. So this is our hook. We're getting you to listen for the next seven or so minutes that you stick around through us just talking gibberish two things though we're excited about the guests whatever but we we got better things going here we do <laughs> we do we're not yeah, in the tr- we're yeah not, we do we're not in the truck no we're not we're in a, we're in a we studio don't, we don't have seat belts on <laughs> no and it's not raining it's not raining it's the it's the first podcast we've had where it's not raining outside and can we remind everyone that it's christmas eve christmas eve Embrace Merry Christ. Okay, what what do you think? Are you Christmas Eve or are you Christmas Day guy? Who's a, who the frick is a Christmas Eve guy? You know, some weird families out there open their presents on Christmas Eve. No. Yes, that's true. I know people that do that. No, you don't. They're nuts. No. What you do? You wake up in the morning about eight a.m. Pretty early. Some people are earlier, but that was our limit I can't see because you there was waking four up kids. At 8 Oh, I know. You, Dude, <laughs> 10, I woke 10. you up at 10 a.m. today, and you were sleepwalking around like a zombie. I know. I know. You can still hear it in my voice. I'm still a little <laughs> just trying to wake up. No, but you, I mean, you wake up early Christmas Day, you know, you go in there, got some gifts for Santa, and then you open your presents a little bit later. You got stockings and everything. You know, I at our, at our house, we open our stockings when we first wake up. But I'm talking like 6.30 a.m. Then we have to wait to open our presents until after our church service. 10 a.m. And I don't, I, let me tell you, there's nothing worse than as a kid waiting through a church service before you get to go home and open your presents. That church service mm-hmm. spans an eternity. Yeah. But it's worth at the end. Yeah, I couldn't imagine sitting in church on Christmas Day. We've <laughs> hey, never had that. We've never hey, done that ever. Hey, reason for the season and all. All right. I love love him as, as much as the next guy. All right. But it's hard. But from an age like three, where you kind of know where you are, to like, 17 yeah you're excited for those presents yeah you are so you're gonna be sitting in church like oh my gosh gouging your eyes out ready to go yes because you're not worried about you know the message or whatever you're gonna be like (laughs) give my freaking presents right what'd you what'd you ask for for christmas joe (laughs) a rifle ever seen christmas story i have seen christmas story you were asking for that red rider air rifle that's right you know what i asked for john what's that World peace okay. and the fact that you would ask for a weapon of war in times of trouble. No, 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 no. How no, can no. you look out across this globe? The see weapon. All these terrible things happening. Here we go. Here we're and you ask for a gun. The weapon does not cause war. The people do. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay. If we had a sound effect, we'd be like a, a Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't ask for anything for Christmas. <laughs> what? Dude, dude honestly what? like is it is it weird that i say christmas has snuck up on me even though well, i i feel that. no even though i know christmas is december 25th every year free tweet dude <laughs> no like like genuinely i'm in the most unchristmas spirit i am just just nice i'm just like i'm just on a break right now i just don't i'm it doesn't seem like christmas time it's really for me. weird and it's 60 degrees outside that's part of it is because you, that's part of the weather especially in georgia we don't get the white christmas we don't get the snow no, but it was like in November we had about two or three weeks of like cold. 
Like the warmest it would get that day is like yep. 46 or something. But now, literally, it's Christmas Eve, and it's supposed to be like 56 today, 52 tomorrow. On Christmas Day, 52 degrees. Uh, no, thank you. I don't know if you were around Georgia when we had a white Christmas. Were you? Was that Snowpocalypse? Or is Maybe. that no? That was that was when uh, it was that like, was during school. It was right? like six years ago. School. Oh yeah, I was not here. And we actually had a white Christmas. It was beautiful. That's beautiful. One time, one time. It's beautiful. Must be nice. All the people like you know up in Colorado or something getting all these white Christmas. Every single, every single Christmas. Um, okay, I really have been trying to avoid it, but I feel like we should probably talk about um, Gonzaga losing to North Carolina. Um, we're not surprised. Well, well, we're kind of we're kind of surprised. Uh, they were a good team. That's a good team. Yeah. Um, no, North Carolina showed out. North Carolina did show out. They're ready. What makes me feel bad? This is just, this just goes to show you how crazy college basketball is. Duke literally rips out the guts of Kentucky on opening night. Then Gonzaga beats Duke, and then North Carolina beats Gonzaga. And then Kentucky, Kentucky beats, beats North, North Carolina. Carolina. That's right. I was watching that game. It's crazy. So I don't know how to feel about that. It's just college basketball. It's just man. a weird it's cycle. College basketball. That's why they, that's why you can't like like ride out the the bracket in March Madness. Oh, I know. Because anything. Can I happen. watch college basketball all year. I fill out a bracket, and my bracket does just as well as the girl who fills it out based on mascots, as right. the guy who does it based on color scheme or numbers or n- numbers. Number guy. Everybody loves a good Analytics. number guy. Analytics. <laughs> big, big number guy. Big number guy. Oh, uh, but yeah, it's a it's a tough loss for Gonzaga, no doubt. Uh, if we can, I feel like we're on now, the like table. We're eight, eight right now. New rankings come out. Today's Monday, right? So I think the new AP poll comes out today. We'll probably about fourteenth. We'll, yeah, probably. Maybe we'll lower. be mid teens. I don't think we'll be lower. I think than it mid-teens. might it might go lower just because Kentucky just beat North Carolina. Yeah. And Probably. North Carolina's, I feel like North Carolina's. They're hit or miss. Yeah, they were. They, they did not play good against Kentucky. No, and they lost to Texas earlier this year. No, they were what? <laughs> they were like bless you. They were like twenty four. No. Who Texas? No, North Carolina oh. when they were playing Kentucky. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't very high ranked. I don't, I can't. Which I think, is weird because North Carolina is always good ranked. I think after they beat us, they actually were like they were number twelve. They were number nine because they're mm-hmm. one spot behind Gonzaga. Okay. Uh, Either way, though, there's some more important conversation to be had. Kansas losing. Dude. Who'd they play? Texas, Arizona Virginia, State. Arizona State. That game was so good. Losing. But the big the big key to that game, the Blue Devils going number one. Got to. Right? I mean, you can't uh, put anybody else there, right? I think there's an argument to be made for Tennessee. I think Duke will be number one, Dude. but Tennessee has got a shot. We were having this conversation earlier about the SEC coming out of nowhere at NCAA basketball. They're, Never. They're doing pretty good. Never. It's crazy. There's always been one good team in, in Kentucky. the Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. No, I think Tennessee is a very, very good team, and they're a veteran team. They're very athletic. They're a team that you got to watch out for. I know, I know nothing about Tennessee. I haven't watched the Tennessee game. The thing about Tennessee is that they their players all blend together. Yeah. You know, like they're very, they're very reversible. They can guard all the positions. They bring a lot of guys off their bench. They don't look like they'd be a good shooting team because they're very physical and mm-hmm. they dominate the boards. But they're a pretty good shooting team. And I was very surprised watching the game they played against Gonzaga because it ended up like we only lost by three, but Tennessee pretty much controlled that game. Look, I'm gonna end up telling you, as a former basketball player, if you got five guys that can just play together, you know. They're they're gonna end up 
having more success than a team that's like mad athletic and you know very individualized base or whatever so like a team like Tennessee at this point who play really together could have a good fight against Duke although the athletes might be better at Duke they just play more like a team and that's what happens at the end of the day and you know March Madness and all that stuff the best team what makes a good team between a bad team is their ability to play together and that's what they try and do all year long try and get better playing together I think that's so important and I think it's hard because like freshman teams get all the hype you know bringing in I mean Duke obviously this year brings in like the one two three recruits um but you think back to like who's actually won championships there's only been one or two one and done teams you think back to like the Kentucky team um with Anthony Davis you think back to like the Duke team with Winslow and Tyus Jones and them Mm -hmm. those are I mean every every other team Jabari Parker (laughs) every other team has been like had a lot of veterans yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I think that's the important thing. Like those guys that like, like the big freshmen. You know, Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett coming in. They're great and all, but I think the key to that team is the veterans. Even though they're not getting the playing time, they're not whatever. They're showing you know the freshmen how to play together. You know all the things you don't see on the court. That's what those veterans are doing, whether they get playing time or not. Okay, let's talk NFL for a couple minutes before Andrew comes in. Did you watch Sunday Night Football last night? I did not. You know what that is? That's the sound of the Seahawk flying, gliding, soaring their way into the playoffs. (laughs) That was really good. Okay, okay. Um, No, but we beat the Chiefs. We beat Patrick Mahomes. Have you heard his voice when he does post-game interviews? He's kind of like a Kermit Kermit the voice... He's got everything else. He's got the looks, no homo. Um, he's got great football ability. That man can flat out throw the ball. Yeah, dude, he, had a couple, he had a couple insane throws last night. There's a video. Was, there's a video going around where he hits this like run into the right, slings it sidearm, and like stares at his hand like, "How did I just do that?" Yeah, no, it's Crazy. nuts. He's he's tremendously gifted. Um, but uh, you know what? Seahawks got the W, and Russell Wilson. Playing at home in December. He is unbeatable. It's a miracle. It really is. Are we ready to talk Seahawks Super Bowl contenders? No. Well, no. I think we are. That's pushing okay? it. That's really pushing it. I understand. We were playing at home, but we just beat, arguably, if not the best, the second best team in football. And with our run game, with how different a style we play, we're running the ball so much, if we run up into the Rams or Saints again in the divisionals, or we'll probably have to play the, the Cowboys in the first round. I, I really think that we can scare some teams. I could see our, I could see us going to the NFC Championship game and maybe losing in a close one to the Saints. I don't know. Is that wishful Then the thinking? Patriots, though. Patriots, I mean, we got their number. The Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. That's just so? a fact. Yes. They're not looking good, man. They're just not looking good. They just won their division, didn't they? They did, but you know who else is in their division? The Bills, the Jets, Tom Brady the Dolphins. and the Patriots will get it done. That's the problem. It's like Alabama of college football. You don't want to say it. You don't want to see it. Yeah. That's why it was such a big thing when they lost last year, because all it has been is Tom Brady and the Patriots. I don't. I don't want them to win, but they're that team. You know, they're I that team that always. It's gets there. a different story. I think the Chiefs. Chiefs and Rams, bro. Chiefs. Well, if we're talking AFC, I don't see the Patriots going to the Super Bowl because of the Chiefs. Because of heck, the Chargers. Who's the? I mean. 
AFC is full of really good teams, yeah. and New England is going to have to probably go on the road for a couple of those. Um, I'm telling you, the one team know. that surprised me the most is the Chargers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They come out of nowhere, dude. dude. They've come out of nowhere. Their quarterback has been playing Phil Rivers. phenomenal. You know how many kids he has? The past, like, the past, like, four games, he's got, like, like MVP stats. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, he's been doing good. And he's, like, 90. It, yeah. At know? least. <laughs> and he's got 90 kids. Is he really? Yeah. Well, maybe 89. That's good. I might be exaggerating by one. Eugene Horton, here's a who? Yeah. yeah. All, the, all the kids? Oh, one, yeah. One son. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so our big special guest is going to be calling in any second now. Um, man, I'm, I'm excited. Go ahead, go ahead he's, a little he bit. He is D one. He's D one. He's D one basketball player. Yeah. Um, uh, he's he's big guy on campus. He is Andrew Terrell. He plays basketball at Maryland. He plays basketball at Maryland. This is a legit guy. This is not like a like. Oh, he's calling in right now. Do that. That's my ringtone, baby. College basketball. Okay, we're bringing him. Andrew, what's up, man? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. All right. Uh, you're on the podcast. We're recording right now. It's great to talk to you. Um, you guys got a little bit of a break here for Christmas. How have you been spending your time? Uh, you know, I just went home um, yesterday. We had off around 7 p.m. at the Seton Hall game. We try to have an early game so people can start funneling home. And I got home yesterday um, in the morning, just been hanging out with family, things like that. Sweet. All right. Um, I want to start you off with a, with a softball question, um, just kind of get to know you. Would you rather break the backboard on a dunk or would you rather posterize um, your greatest enemy? Oh, wow. Um, I'd, I'd probably have to say poster eyes, but right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Heck, sweet. heck yeah. Heck yeah. I'd agree with that one. <laughs> okay, um, let's talk about you, Andrew. Um, your walk-on at Maryland. Uh, Maryland's doing big things. I think they're a sneaky good team, and I'm not just saying that to kiss up. Um, I really do. I watched the game against Virginia. You guys stuck with them most of that game. Um, I really think you guys can compete with the best of them. But I want to talk about you, Andrew. Your walk-on at Maryland. Um, I imagine that you were probably like the guy in high school. Am I correct in that? Yeah. Yeah. You. Were, how many were you dropping a game? Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. How many were you dropping per game senior year? Senior year, uh, I think right around seventeen, um, and then before that, fourteen, thirteen, twelve-ish. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! You're from Indianapolis, which big big hoops town. All right, a lot of talent there. Some people don't know about how good Indiana is at basketball. Um, you probably you could have gone D three. You could have been a star at a D three school. John and I go to a D three school. You could have hooped with any of them. Um, why Maryland? How'd you end up in Maryland? Yeah, um, actually, funny story. I was playing golf with my buddy. And my dad got a call from their dobo. Um, well, I guess they went through my head coach in high school, and he called my dad and said, "We're going to offer him the." the spot if he wants to come and take it um it's his and i'm sitting out there playing golf like a week later and I told my buddy i said if i birdie this hole i'm gonna do it no way right on the edge of the green saying i'm coming <laughs> that's <laughs> sick dude um am i correct you i i feel i read this on your blog tilted bench quick shout out quick plug tilted bench it's a great blog you're hilarious dude 
Um, but you were originally going to be a student at Indiana, right? And you weren't even going to play basketball. Yeah, I was, I was just going to be a regular student. I actually went to um, freshman orientation, had my dorm assigned, and my class. <laughs> and then you you enrolled in like late July, right? And you were on that you were coming, you were already going to team workouts freshman year. Yeah, it was. I think I was admitted August third, uh, which ended up being the latest admit they've ever had in their in their history. So started off with a, a little bit of a bang there. Um. So I mean, why? Like, if you decide once you decided you wanted to play basketball. Like, I mean, there's a lot of really good schools in Indiana, Notre Dame, Purdue, um, Indiana, obviously. Uh, like, why not walk on at one of them? Where did, like, did your family, did your friends feel betrayed when you go to, like, a Big Ten rival instead of one of the one of those schools in Indiana? No, they, they loved it. Um, honestly, when I was coming in that year, you know, looked who I was, who I was on that team with. Um, kind of made the decision obvious. I, I wanted to win a national championship quite to be frank with you. <laughs> and and we had a uh, I mean we had Diamond Stone, Bella Trimble, Jake Lehman, Rashid Sulman, Rob Carter, um, Jalen Brantley, Jared Dickens, you know, one of those guys and I mean we we had an opportunity to really do some damage. Yeah. Um so I want to talk about Melo Trimble because he's pretty much who I associate with Maryland basketball. Um, is he is he in the NBA right now? Or is he playing overseas? What's he doing? No, yeah, he's in Australia right now. Australia, cool. What is your? I mean, you already told one of these stories on your Tilted blog or Tilted Bench uh, blog. Um, what's your favorite Melo Trimble story? Oh jeez, um, <laughs> one of my one of my best buddies. Um, up here, probably he didn't sleep, man. I mean, dude, <laughs> that dude would sit there and play video games, and he couldn't lay back while he played the video games, so he'd sit on the edge of his bed, and you'd go in there at at 7 p.m. and you'd go back in there at 3 in the morning, and he'd be in the exact same position. I mean, that dude was an animal when it came to to video games. All right, let's talk about some video games because I'm a video game guy. I'm sure you are. If you have if you have a two-hour gap, what video game are you hopping on? Fortnite, no doubt. Oh, no, no. Not Call of Duty or, you know, 2K or anything? I actually like Call of Duty a lot, but surprisingly, because I feel like every basketball player in the country plays 2K, <laughs> I played 2K two times in my entire life. Dude, I'm going to tell you, I'm a, I was a, you know, I used to play basketball or whatever, and uh, I absolutely hate 2K. Have never, ever liked it, never been good at it. Yeah. Just can't stand it. Yeah, I don't think any of that. There's something about it. It's just, it's not realistic. NBA players aren't missing 15 football. Mm, this mm, is true. Mm. Nothing will piss you off more than a half court heave when you completely yeah, dominated the whole game and you just get pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I want to go back to something you said earlier. You were, I mean, obviously going from being the guy to then going to Maryland, obviously, like, that's an awesome experience getting to, getting to be on the Maryland basketball team. Um, but what's that like as far as an attitude change going from being like the star, the big guy on campus in high school to kind of like going into the background in Maryland? Or, di- or did you have to go through that change? Yeah, no, most definitely had to go through that. Um, but it was quick, um, especially because I didn't necessarily want to play basketball coming out of high school. Um, I kind of took it as a gift and just ran with it that way. I mean, I didn't expect anything from from coming to Maryland. I, quite frankly, even now, like, 
people ask all the time, does sex like, I don't really care about it, right? It has no effect on my life. I, I just go along for the ride, man. I, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and you've really taken that to heart. Uh, we're both, you and I, both big fans of Mark Titus. And he kind of details um, how at Ohio State, like he went through that phase where like he was trying really hard early on, like he really thought he was going to play. And then like his last two, three years, he's just like enjoying the ride. Kind of like you said, he's messing around, talking trash. Um, I, I wanted to make sure if this was true or not on. In one of your posts, you talk about having snacks under the bench during a game. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, can you can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, I uh, I've had since my sophomore year, I've made sure I've had you know steak or chicken um, underneath the bench delivered on a plate um, right around the twelve minute mark of the first half. I sit there, and I actually have a have a meal during the game. Yeah. Virginia, I'll, I'll take out some <laughs> Dude, I mean, you, I mean, Maryland. It's not like they're like just like not playing on TV. You guys get like some national TV games. Do you ever like? I mean, do you ever feel like you're gonna get caught like just eating on <laughs> eating on national television? <laughs> honestly, honestly, no. Like, I I assume people will see it, but I mean, it's not like they're zooming up on me off the bench. If they did. Who really cares? You know, they they're not gonna play me the next game. <laughs> that, that's awesome, dude. Um, kind of in the same line with that. I was reading up on on your pregame rituals, and you were detailing. I mean, I'm gonna let you tell the story, but just walk me through kind of your pregame preparation before before a typical game. Yeah, so I'll go I'll go grab some food. We get food catered to the university, and they'll have chicken finger steak, stuff like that. So I'll go grab a couple pieces of steak. Um, and then I take it back to the hot tub. We have a hot tub in our training room. And like I said, on our tilted bench, it's not, a, it's not like one of those we have outside that's like 98 degrees and it gets cold after two minutes. I mean, this thing is pumping heat. So I just sit back there for like three hours, literally like I'm in a resort, grab a and sit there and hang out. Man, that that is the D one experience, for sure, dude. That is so sick. Um, you you gotten to play in a lot of really cool arenas. Um, I'd like to hear about some of them. You heard? Well, first of all, I mean, you met Roy Williams, um, which is a pretty big deal. Do you want to talk about the first time you met Roy Williams? Yeah, I uh, I was walking through the tunnel, um, and some old dude was right in front of me, and I look up, and I mean, when you first see um, Chapel Hill, when you first see that arena, it's, it's pretty nuts. Yeah. It's so blue, like you don't expect that. Um, it's kind of yeah. like when you walk out to Maryland for the first time, all that red. Um, and this old dude's right in front of me, and I, I let out just a holy shit. <laughs> and Crowley Williams turns around and looks at me, and he says, You like that shit? I was like, Oh my god, that's Roy freaking Williams. Oh, that is hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, that was an awesome, awesome gym to play in. That was, uh, that, that's a true shooter's gym right there. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a big Gonzaga fan. We just lost in North Carolina. And, I mean, that arena, like, 
I mean, them playing at home, that is that is a hard team to beat because, I mean, they love their, their fans, love them. They get rowdy. Um, yeah, I can only imagine. Um, who is the who's the biggest trash talker in the Big Ten besides yourself? Oh gosh! Um, in the Big Ten, I know Michigan State was was big trash talkers. Um, from what I heard, it was Anthony told me it was it was Michigan. Mm. Um, they said they would just go at your neck. Oh, Mo Wagner, Mo Wagner, Wagner, Wagner. He was always talking. He was always talking trash to people. I, it might have been in German. I don't know if anyone understood it, but uh, he was talking trash. <laughs> He's actually a really good dude, surprisingly. Yeah. Okay. He kind of looks like he wouldn't be, and he, and he turned out to be like a really, really cool, cool dude. Sweet, sweet. Um, what's the worst arena that you've had to play in, as far as fans or like facilities? Uh, Rutgers. I don't think that surprises anybody. <laughs> they, <laughs> they got a piss poor basketball team, so they just they just take out their anger on all the opposing teams. They're they're actually going to be really good this year. They're going to surprise a lot of people. I think they got their coach is really good, and their players are are really starting to to go all in on it. And I think they're going to surprise a lot of people in the Big Ten. They're going to be a tough team to beat. Are you just are you just saying that to avoid giving them bulletin board material? You're just trying to like talk good about every team, so you. <laughs> you know, actually, no. I mean, you, you can look at their Michigan State game, and I forget who they played second, Wisconsin. They almost beat both those teams, and those are going to be top two teams right there. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we talked about records, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long, long time. Um. So you had a pretty. Pretty fun season so far. What do you think is your uh, best moment? Best moment. Anytime we win, I think is probably probably the best moment. Um, at Purdue, some dude was screaming at me the whole game in my ear, and I turned and I looked. And I, all I said was, if, "If you want to come down here, you can say that. You can say that right to my face. You see where this goes." And he looked at me, turned, and walked all the way up and never came back down to the front row. Wow. <laughs> that is sick. Um, okay, I watched. I actually watched a highlight from you earlier this season. You got some game. Um, you did. It was the elbow jumper, I think. That was from this season, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> dude, dude, that was, but yeah, that was this year. A silky stroke, but the part I love the most was the was a celebration afterwards. <laughs> the, uh, the finger guns, um, on the yeah yeah on the bench. What's your what's your go to celebration? Uh, 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 I've got a lot of them, but heck yeah, simple. I think the towel wave. I'm a big fist bump guy. Um, I grew up watching Tiger, and <laughs> I throw some pretty electric. Um, <laughs> I mean, when we were in uh, Spokane, Washington, and around the 32, we were playing in Hawaii. Melo hit a screen on the left wing um, just after the 12, and I threw one of the hardest um, <laughs> fist pumps I've ever had. After, I had to get the trainer to look at my shoulder. <laughs> no way. I actually I, I was gonna bring up something from that Hawaii game. Um, I think you had an interesting experience with with one of their players while you were on the bench. You want to talk about that? 
Talk about talk about playing in the NCAA tournament. What's I mean? What's that like? Um, it's pretty it's pretty high pressure. Um, I mean, every single possession you feel like it's the biggest possession of the game. Which I mean, that's when you're in regular season, it's kind of the case, but you it's amplified when you're in the NCAA tournament. Um, everybody's just a little bit more on edge. Um, and everybody wants it a little bit more. It's it's a pretty cool experience because you have a lot of media um, in the locker rooms. You have a lot of people watching practice, a lot of pressure. And Selection Sunday um, is a pretty good time, too. That's like one of the most um, satisfying days that, that a basketball player can have when you hear your name. For sure, for sure. Um, I write I write a little bit about the Atlanta Hawks, and I you probably know where I'm going with this. Um, but one of my favorite players this year is the um, the lanky Caucasian jump shooter, red so <laughs> red velvet himself, Kevin Herter. Um, he obviously came from Maryland, and you guys are you guys are best buds, as I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my main man yeah, yeah. What was it What was it like playing with Kevin? Uh, he was he was tough because. He would get mean sometimes on the floor. Um, and, yeah, when you're inside the lines, nothing really matters. and um, You can pretty much do whatever because when you leave the court, everything's good after that. But mm. while you're on the court, you didn't, you didn't bring it all. He was going to go at your neck. Um, and, of course, he was probably the best shooter I've been around besides Jim Lane and Mel Trimble. Um, and even them, I'm sure Kevin was – was even a better shooter than those guys. Um, so it was it was fun. He was he was easy to play with. He was hard to play against. Yeah, and I mean everybody everybody knew coming in that he was a really good shooter. But I think what surprised people is that he's arguably been one of the top three like defensive stoppers on the Hawks like this season. Were, are you surprised by that? No, he he guarded he guarded the best player. Um, Pretty much every time he was here, besides Anthony, unless it was it was a bigger guard or a small forward, Kevin pretty much took that guy um, and did a really good job most games. Um, so no, I wouldn't I wouldn't shock. I mean, he has a he has a thirty nine inch vertical, which is mm. ridiculous. And he's six seven, a true six seven, and it's it's tough to get by anybody, let alone somebody that's six seven. Had the fastest forty, other than Anthony, and had the fastest agility. Um, so, that's pretty incredible. It must be kind of surreal having like one of your best friends playing in the NBA, and you're kind of just watching him. Is that pretty cool? 
Jake Lehman's my man. I'm a Portland Trailblazers fan. He's been he's been getting some starter some some starting nods, and he's been doing good. Yeah, he uh, he can really shoot it. I mean, he's I mean that guy's six nine, and he's all as as athletic as Kevin is, mm-hmm. um, if not more athletic. Uh, he has a one foot jump that not many people have in the NBA, especially being six nine mm. shooter and white for that matter. Yeah. While we're while we're on the topic of NBA, um, have you given any thought to your uh, post college um, <laughs> job choice? You think you thinking about the NBA? <laughs> um, yeah, I put my name in the past three years. Right. Um, nobody's nobody's called back. You know, uh, it, it hasn't been one of those things that I've been all that hot of a commodity. Um, Kevin kind of took my shine, my shine, um, but. No, I, I actually, I I have no idea what what next year um, holds for me, and I'm not too worried about that. I'm um, just trying to see if we can make a run here in the, in the tournament before I start thinking about getting a real job and actually getting a real team. I think it's um, I think that's something that the NBA needs a pretty solid fist bumper in the you know. Yeah, but, yeah they they wouldn't take me though because they looked at my shoulder. Um, when you like, do you ever get to go like to the local Y or like the rec center and like do you just like ball up on people? Uh, we go to Epley sometimes. I remember my sophomore year, no, my freshman year. Um, no, my sophomore year, it was me, Melo, Kevin, um, Jake Lehman was back, Rob Carter was back, um, and we ran fives but we didn't split anybody up it was literally me mellow kevin jake and rob <laughs> heck yeah like regular students and it was yeah it was just as expected yeah, yeah i can imagine <laughs> all right andrew we should probably let you go we really appreciate you taking your time out of christmas eve to talk with us this was a lot of fun um yeah we're really glad to have you on hey thanks i appreciate it um and you know merry christmas and good luck with all you guys got yeah, thanks, man. Hey, we should do this again sometime. It was a lot of fun. Uh, good luck to Maryland the rest of the way. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Thank see you, man. dude. Wow. That was uh, Andrew Terrell, freaking boss, Maryland walk-on. I'm just going to say it must be nice playing on a you know big-time Division One basketball team. And it seems like he just gets to go along for the ride and enjoy it himself. As he said, you're sitting on the bench eating a four-course when he meal. he was talking about eating a steak in the hot tub. Before games, <laughs> I'm mean, awesome. That doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like basketball. That sounds like luxury. Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. T- check him out, uh, Andrew Terrell. The Tilted Bench puts a lot of his stuff up there. Really fun guy. Um, big hot tub fan too. Big hot tub fan. Big steak fan. Yeah. Uh, he's your local baller. He doesn't look. He doesn't. I mean, no pun intended. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't look like much. Sorry, Andrew. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, he. I know he can ball because yeah. I watched. I watched a couple of his highlights. He's got game. 
He's got he's got big time game. So you and me versus him, you know. Dude, I think our intramural team maybe could. A little three on three. How about saying. how about that five, those five starters? Miller Trimble, about Kevin Herter, and Andrew Terrell versus me, you, Steve. Be a pretty tough matchup. Pretty tough matchup. Bye. Yep. All right. Thank you for listening to the Walk On Diaries podcast. This was episode five. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting. Uh, have a merry Christmas, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. It's been fun. It's pretty cool. And uh, merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.